Okay, guys. Uh, hi, it's Kathy. I am coming at you from Paranormal Tower in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and this is uh, Paranormal Tales from the Tower. It's a little bit different from the way I usually do things. I usually kind of have it written out, and I know what I'm going to talk to you about. Um, and I'm going to apologize for the background noise that you're going to hear because there's a bunch of screaming memes outside. Um, but I actually want to kind of get this recorded and get it out there um, while it's still fresh in my mind. Although it's not, you know, it, it has been a couple of days since it happened. Um, I am a hardcore paranormalist. And, and what that means is it's not a hobby for me. It's not something that I pick up and I put back down. I'm always interested in this subject matter. It doesn't always mean that I agree with everybody's interpretation. It doesn't even mean that I believe every single thing that I hear. In fact, I don't believe every single thing that I hear. Um, and there are certainly things that I'm more interested in than in others. For me, it has always been about the survival of personality after bodily death. So in other words, ghosts, spirits, um, you know, do we continue as who we are after we leave this body? And that's where my interest has always um, lie. However, because I'm a paranormalist, I've gone through the entire um, spectrum of paranormal subjects that I'm interested in, including, of course... The idea of alien life, UFOs, visitation, you guys are hearing, a, um, it sounds like a siren. I think it's coming from outside. I'm not really sure where, however. Oh, and it's it's stopped. Um, but, you know, I can remember, you know, 20 years ago being super interested in, this, in that stuff um, because, of course, it's really interesting. There are a lot of people out there having experiences, just like with ghosts, just like with spirit activity. Um, and they're out there having these experiences and, you know, it, it's very easy to just say that people are, you know, drunk, stupid or lying. Um, but that's not always the case. And yet, you know, I'm not, I'm not a person that I would consider to be a hardcore UFO person. Um, I think that the, the needle has definitely moved in the direction of people, uh, being more open to the idea of alien life. In fact, I think you would be hard pressed to find a person, you know, of 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 any level of education that um, doesn't think that it's entirely likely that there is intelligent life on other planets. Now, the concept of visitation to this planet is a totally different thing, um, and I've always been um, resistant to that idea, but very open to it as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't fall into, um, let's just say I'm agnostic about it. I, I don't believe in, you know, a, a sub government. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know enough about all of that stuff, but I know I'm resistant to it and I'm not, you know, I don't necessarily believe, um, in a lot of the theories that are out there. That being said, as time has gone by, you know, um, I've met really people who were really compelling and have great stories that, 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 you know, when you look into someone's eyes, it's hard to just say, no, you're wrong. Um, especially when it's about something you haven't had any experiences with. Um, I tell you all this because I want to give you an idea of where I come at this subject. It's not one that I'm I wholly embrace. It's not one that I've been terribly interested in. Um, 
it's not one that I pursue, you know, with great alacrity. So last week, um, I spent a lot of time up in Cape Cod, up in Provincetown. Anyone who listens to my podcast knows that. Um, anyone who knows me knows that too. I'm constantly dropping that information because um, I'm so fancy. But um, I, I was driving up there very late one night. It was, um, it was really cold out. It was four or five degrees out. And I had gotten an update on, from, my, from my phone that um, my power had gone out. Um, well, of course, it wasn't from my phone. It was from you know the electrical system. Um, using my phone. But I had gotten an update that the power had gone out and that it had been out for several hours. You know, I I don't have a large home up there. It's very small. Um, it was probably, you know, somebody's den at some point and they threw a kitchen into it. So it's not really well insulated. It's not designed um, for the hard New England winters. And usually, uh, people would shut the water off and probably not be there, um, or they would be living there and so using the water and the heat and whatnot. But um, in my situation, I was really nervous that the pipes were going to freeze um, because I wasn't up there. And so in the interest of just peace of mind, very late one night, um, around 1130 at night, I jumped in my car and I took off and I drove, um, you know, directly up to Cape Cod, um, knowing that I probably would get there in five and a half, six hours. It usually takes me about six and a half, but I knew it would probably take me less than that. And I knew I had to be back that Thursday afternoon for another event. So I knew I was going to drive up there, kind of turn around and come back. Um, but I had rested all day. I hadn't had much to do on that Wednesday. And so I was completely, you know, awake and comfortable driving. Um, I wasn't tired. I'd slept most of the day. Um, and I actually really enjoy driving. So it's not much for me to do something like that. I do it probably 10 or 12 times a year. And, so I had driven at that point. I'd gotten up to Cape Cod. Um, I was on the Cape. I was very close to Provincetown, Massachusetts. I had just entered into uh, Truro and was driving. For those of you who know where this area is, I'm going to give you a couple of landmarks. Um, it was after Savory and Sweet, Um and before, you know, 6A. Um, I later found out that it, there was a, it was interesting, um, an interesting location that I wasn't aware of at the time. But as I was driving, I really wasn't thinking of anything. I was just kind of thinking, you know, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to, this time I'm definitely going to leave the water running. I'm going to crank the heat. I'm going to do all of these things. Um, and really just thinking, boy, uh, you know, maybe I'll lay down for a couple of hours or maybe I'll just turn around and come right back out. And as I was driving and I was completely alone, um, the moon was a very, it was a very small moon, but it was uh, moon, but it was really clear that night. Um, so it was dark, but very, very clear. And you could see so many stars and really it was spectacular. I mean, it's beautiful up there. Um, and it, this time of year is the time of year that you can actually see just how many houses there really are, because most of the houses are set back behind trees and are set back in woods. And, and there's not a ton of people that live up there year round. There's a, there, there are certainly many people that live up there year round, but the population isn't, 
isn't huge. Um, and there are no uh, street lights, um, but there were a couple businesses around, and and um, and like I said, it was it was a clear night, and, and there was enough enough of a moon that you could see by it, but not overly bright. And as I was driving up, um, you know, there are landmarks that you just kind of get used to. Uh, you know, when I'm here, I know I'm 20 minutes out. When I'm here, I know I'm 40 minutes out. Things like that. And I was driving up, and I looked over to my left. At it was a it was a T in the road coming onto Route Six, and there wasn't a house there, but it was definitely more like a private drive than you know a main road or 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 I mean I, I don't even know if it was paved, but it but it's it was no it must have been paved, but there was a another little offshoot in the area that wasn't paved. And, you know, these are still wooded areas. It's still kind of heavily and densely wooded up there. And um, as I was driving past it, and when you, when you get up to Provincetown, when you get up close, it's 35 miles an hour, and they are really strict. So you have to be super careful not to have a heavy foot up there, especially this time of year, because, hey, you know, you got to make a couple bucks here and there. Um, and also because, you know, it's it's a it's a dangerous road and um and so I I looked over to my left and moving towards the road um moving uh, moving perpendicularly to the road that I was on I saw something and I I don't know how <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it was it was um seven and a half eight feet tall. Um, it was on two legs. It had two arms. Um, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I, I hesitate to describe it cause I don't, I don't, I don't want to describe it, but it had a, an unusual head. Um, if I were to describe it as something, it was really tall and thin and lanky. Um, it didn't, I, I, I can't say that I saw it for more than a second or two. Um, but I will tell you, I instantly felt like I wasn't supposed to have seen it. Now I, <laughs> I do this. I go to old, you know, penitentiaries and I go to, um, you know, I go to haunted woods and I put myself in scary situations and sometimes I put myself in dangerous situations. But I don't usually ever get frightened and I don't usually ever have um, a spontaneous, you know, fight or flight experience. And every part of me said, get the hell out of here. Every part of me said, that's not normal. And I chase not normal. And there was a part of me, I, I remember looking forward and kind of gunning it a little bit because I fully believed that if I looked over to my left again, I would see whatever this thing was running alongside me. And, you know, I, I calmed myself down. I just kept going. I didn't really think much more of it. Um, but I, I thought it had to be 
some kind of a figure. You know, there, it had to be a blow up. It had to be, it had to be some kind of a holiday decoration. It had to be something I was misconstruing in the moonlight. It had to be, um, it had to be something and it had to be something that my brain had turned into something else because of the speed that I was traveling at. And I don't know all of the other things. And so, um, I went up to the house and I, I couldn't really, um, I couldn't shut it off. I couldn't, I couldn't stop the adrenaline. Um, but I got into the house, I settled everything down and I climbed into bed, um, thinking, well, I'll sleep for a few hours cause I must be tired, but I couldn't sleep. And I, I was, I was well and truly unnerved by the experience. And somebody later asked me, did I think that I was supposed to see it? You know, in other words, like, did the universe somehow plan this? And no, I got to tell you, I feel like it was entirely accidental on all parties' part. Um, I, I don't feel like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I saw. Um, the only thing that, well, nothing makes sense, but uh, you know what it looked like to me? It looked like different renditions of, say, a Wendigo or, uh, you know, I have to say it out loud, but I, 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 it, it, it was humanoid, but it wasn't human. And so the next day as I was driving back, I left the house around 930 in the morning and I specifically went to that area and I went to see if there was something there that that could explain what I had seen. You know, was there, I don't know, like a giant mailbox? Was there a, a bare tree? Um, the color of the skin had been kind of like a gray silver or the, or the color of the features had been kind of a gray. So was there something there that looked like that? Was there an inflatable? Was there, you know, a a giant Santa Claus sideways? I, I don't know. Was there anything like that? And there wasn't. And so I drove home and I really didn't, I really didn't share that with anyone. And then I was talking to a friend of mine the Ben Berry, um, just because I, I, I honestly, I couldn't let it go. And I, I had, I had posted on Facebook, you know, was anyone familiar with any kind of a cryptid? Cause I don't know, like maybe there's some kind of a weird mutant deer, you know, that's an albino deer. I don't know, you know, something like that. Maybe there's something that other people have seen that I could, that could explain it to me. And I wanted it explained to me because I was I was scared of it. And, um, you know, he was the one that said to me, you know, where you were is very close to the old Air Force base that there had been many um, UFO sightings at. And that was the first time that someone had said, you know, the phrase UFO to me where I, I, I kind of was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want it to be that. I don't want it to be that. But it 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 made, you know, it made some kind of sense to me. And I'm not telling you this or I'm not sharing this because I want um because I I want it I want you guys to explain it to me or anything like that, but I'm saying it because it's an experience I had and 
a lot of times with paranormalists and with paranormalism and with, with the study of the paranormal, we're so afraid of backlash that, you know, that we pretend we didn't have these certain experiences as this weird kind of elitism, you know? And so the people who do have strange experiences and do share them um, end up being isolated from the people who should be their allies. I don't know if what I saw was paranormal in nature, but I do know that it, it startled me, it unnerved me, and yeah... It frightened me. So that's that. I'm. Uh, uh, that's it. That's the. That's this paranormal tales from the tower. Um, I am now a member of that club, and I will talk to you guys soon.